0: Hi, today on Family Leadership Podcast, we'll be starting at the beginning. Yes, the very beginning where it all started. Hi, I'm Tracy. And I'm Wendell. Welcome to the Family Leadership Podcast.
1: We help young families develop meaningful relationships so they can lead with purpose and build a legacy for generations to come.
0: Let's get started. Where did it all begin? Well, most people would say at the beginning but for us it started more than 40 years ago Um, same hometown, same school, same activities we were just around each other all the time
1: a mile and a half from each other growing up
0: yeah, just around the corner, just around the bend (laughs) (laughs) so it all started in a little lazy town but here we were in a unique bubble, don't you think?
1: Yeah, the most turbulence we had was whenever one of those Apollos would uh, take off, and our house started to shake. And huh. that is no lie.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, the windows would just rattle and rattle and rattle, and you knew it was going off. But of course, we were always down at the river, yeah. watching, watching the launch. So well, I
1: can remember some late at night too. Yeah, that uh, kind of wake you up, and everything's rattling and shaking. Yeah. And but that was an exciting time. Our little town was, I guess, really, if you want to think about it, uh, uh, as the crow flies, they say, was the closest uh, to the um, launch pad, um, straight across the little river. There's about two and a half miles wide, maybe three miles wide, and um, there it was. We get to see the VAB every day of our life when we just drive around the block, so we um, but it was it was an exciting time, and it was a different time for us. and you think of the sixties and you think of uh, you know a lot of unrest and and uh, that was going on around the world, the Vietnam War. and of course, all that is true, but it's interesting how a single focus will change how you view things. and um for for us here, our single focus was getting a rocket into space and making sure astronauts came back alive. And pr- practically everybody in our town, either we had a parent or a friend who worked at the space center um, on on the programs, and um, it was our livelihood and it was part of our everyday language. And you know, I guess as kids, we didn't really know enough to maybe appreciate all of that because it was so commonplace for us but at any rate it's it's you know thinking back it's interesting how you know we had some of the race issues in in our in our town but nothing like you know what took place in other parts of the united states because we were so focused on something else that all all the other things in our society, in our life, became blurry, and we didn't see those as much. I don't know if you felt that way, too.
0: I did. I did. Um, you know, for me, our, our uh, meat and potatoes on the table were from my, because my dad worked at the Space Center. So um, it was just... You know, it was just an everyday thing. You just never even really thought about it. You know, you get up in the morning, you go to school, well, your dad went to work. Well, I never thought anything special about the fact that he, you know, drove the old Dodge Dart out to the space center and, you know, came home and dropped his badge into the tray when he came home. And, you know, I I never realized the impact um, that his work, that what he did every day was making this incredible impact um, on not just my world, you know, and what surrounded me in my life, but also, you know, he, along with thousands of others impacted, um, you know, the world. I mean, look where we are today and it started many decades ago. So, um, it's just an amazing thing to stop and think that what we do has the opportunity to affect, um, countless others um maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but you know 10 20 30 40 50 years generations down the road um we don't really understand the impact that we can have on others
1: true and um you know the space program is such uh, essential part of an important part of um our lives we, you know, I'm sure that we're going to talk about it some more over um, our coming podcasts and try to give you a glimpse inside of, of uh, you know, what happened out there. I, I was fortunate enough to spend about a decade out there through the uh, space shuttle program and, and uh, got to experience my own um, set of um, unique situations so uh, we'll, we're going to talk about that, I think, in the coming uh, year as we discuss how families and how we can be have an impact on those around us. Um, you know, But fast forwarding through all of that, um, we got to know each other really in high school. I was somebody who spent a lot of time in music and trying to figure out a way to, to uh, just make it through school and uh Tracy uh was about the opposite.
0: <laughs> uh
1: well. she was uh, you know at the top of her class, large graduating class and and uh was just brilliant in school and uh but the common denominator was music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank the Lord for music. So <laughs> that's kind of where it uh, began and uh we we connected in, in high school, I guess I was in, in my junior year. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm uh, a freshman. you're a freshman and, uh, we, uh, just were casually friends and we were a part of a larger group of people that we, we just had a large, I say a large, maybe 30 or 40 of us that really were people who kind of hung out, um, you know, weren't troublemakers, but we just enjoyed each other's co- uh, company and and uh, we would tend to have a lot of uh, parties and and uh, not in the sense of <laughs> anything illegal, <laughs> no, <laughs> but, by any means. <laughs> but we had parties and yeah. and so on, particularly after uh, football games that we were um, in the band and uh, just our kind of friendship grew through that. Yeah. And, um, you know, as they say, one thing led to another.
0: (laughs) And here we are almost 40 years later.
1: (laughs) Uh, But um, so, yeah, um, I think we dated for about three and a half years and got married after that and and began this. Well, it was just really the next phase of our journey, but it was the (laughs) the journey of a lifetime for sure. You, uh, we were married about almost four years before we had a first child, and um, and we had to learn really quick just what it meant to be parents. Now, you know, Tracy babysat a lot when she was growing up, so she had a really good idea, and her mom was really good at kind of um, helping her know what to do what not to do and and things like that with children and so on and so forth and
0: yeah she was real good at my mom was a mom I mean she was really good at being a mother and she had just a really good instinct and so having older siblings as well that had already had children uh, you were that was just part of your life it was just something you did when Mm. you know you're you know your young baby niece came over you knew how to change diapers and um and these weren't you know Pampers or Huggies these were cloth diapers and there you, learn, you go and you learned to <laughs> use those baby pins you know to to pin the diaper on and put the uh you know the plastic um um plastic pants on you know that went over the diaper and the diaper pail and those were just things that were just part of life and uh so yeah that That definitely helped. I was not, uh, you know, um, that was not unknown to me coming in when we started having children.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine these days having uh, um, cloth diapers? I'm sure that some people do, but...
0: Yeah. Well, now they got the ones with the little snaps on them. You know, you can buy (laughs) and you just put them on and you snap them and they're they're actually like multi-size. So you can use them for a number of months or whatever on your child as they grow Take them off and you just throw them, you know, obviously in the wash after you rinse them out. But yeah, I mean there are some and there are a lot of I'm sure a lot of moms that do use that. But as far as that pin, I mean we used to stick our pins. I remember my older sister having a bar of ivory soap, and when you took the pin out, you didn't want to lay the pin down because you didn't want the baby grabbing it. So you had the bar of ivory soap kind of on the other side of the baby changer, and you stuck the safety pin into the bar of ivory soap like like a pin holder, you know, like you would for sewing. So
1: There you go. Tip number one.
0: <laughs> use a bar of ivory soap to stick your safety pins in or your baby pins in to, you know, pin that diaper.
1: <laughs> if you choose to go with the cloth diapers, which I'm sure that uh, not many people will do that these days, but there are some. Yeah. And, uh, and I have to say that if if we were having children these days, we probably wouldn't be using cloth diapers right now either. <laughs>
0: No, we tried it for a baby and a half. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and and then we had to take out a loan just for diapers for a while. <laughs>
0: well, somebody forgot to uh, wash the diaper pail after the brand new second baby, and it became a kind of a hazard. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, that reminds me of the big green van. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a that's a story for another time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we currently have five children, and we've only got five children, I should say. <laughs> um, and as you heard in the intro, we have uh, a, a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law and three grandchildren and counting this year. We'll, yes. S- we'll see. I think there's going to be more this year. Yes. We're, um, we're
0: hoping. Yes.
1: So, and, of course, a dog and a cat and counting. Cause that's going to change
0: in a few months <laughs>
1: In a couple of months. We're going to have a new, uh, a new addition to our family, a dog, a, a chocolate lab. Um, that'll be fun. And, um, but our journey, I guess, has always included people and whether it be family members or friends, um, and the journey has not always been easy. It's not always been calculated. I think sometimes, (laughs) I think sometimes in life, you know, um, you're. I I guess God just kind of clouds your your thought process enough that you you know you step out and do uh, unusual things in your life that. If you had your sense about you, you look back and you think, well, what in the world happened? Why did we do that? But if you hadn't have done that, then the journey wouldn't be complete and it wouldn't have been as rich as uh, it has been.
0: That is true. That is true.
1: Miss, miss something really important.
0: Yeah, not just miss something important, but miss opportunities, miss um, people, not just things, but people, relationships. Um, Sometimes we have gone places that we just didn't know anything about the place or the location, but yet the people that God brought to that location and to that opportunity just ended up being so rich and such a wealth of just love and grace. And um, I would say, you know, a lifetime and an eternity of, um, of relationships that we could never, never have even, you know, uh, fathomed at, at, at the onset, you know, I'm so thankful that we took the risk or took the jump, so to speak that we did, um, we trusted, you know, we knew that this was where we were supposed to go. This is what we were supposed to do, but we didn't have an idea of what that all entailed. You know, we just trusted God. We trusted in that we were doing what he wanted us to do. And um, I would say most of the time we didn't have all the information. We didn't have all the directions. You know what I mean? We may have had step one and two you know, in that booklet of instructions, but step three, four, five, and on down, you just had to take one and two, and then you'd get the next step.
1: Boy, that's true. And, you know, step three, four, and five are the ones where you, information you really need to actually make it work. (laughs) It's it's really, uh, I think, by not overanalyzing things, but just trying to move forward in such a way that you feel like, this is what we're supposed to do, I think that's where the blessing exists uh, because it's that risk, that that obedience, I guess, um, that you take that somehow it just comes together just perfectly and you look back and you think, wow, I never could have planned it any better. Um, right.
0: Well, and you know, a wise man told us once that, you know, you just, if you are hearing God and you want to be obedient, act on it. If you take a wrong step, but your heart is desires to do what he wants you to do, you'll get back there. You'll get back to where you're supposed to be. It may not be, you know, the first intended step, but he will guide you. He just wants obedience. We're always going to make mistakes. We're always going to, you know, sometimes we go off on rabbit trails. But the reality is, if our desire is there and we really are searching and seeking to do what it is that he wants us to do.
1: He honors that.
0: He honors that. Exactly. And, exactly.
1: You know, sometimes you just never know where that's going to lead. You, you, could, you could be taking a wrong step that you think you're taking a right step. But because he honors it, he'll guide you through that.
0: And he uses that wrong step. And I don't even know if you can call it a wrong step. Yeah. Would you call it a wrong step?
1: Uh, No, because the lessons you learn through that are, they're lifelong lessons that, um, you know, we needed to know at the time. And, or we need to know at the time, whoever that is uh, that may be doing something like that. The second reason I say that it's a good thing because it's, we're really supposed to be the person who mentors and helps those around us and whatever that looks like, you know. um, So when you struggle through a situation or when you take uh, risks and you you do things that you feel like this is what we're supposed to do and you learn through that experience, well, guess what? Part of that, going through that maybe because you need to help someone else walk through that. It's all about serving others, mentoring others, being a leader for others, training those around you um, like we do our children and helping them understand, you know, how to navigate through that. So the beauty of it is, is there's really just in some cases, there's no wrong answer and no no wrong step, I guess you could say. Right. Um, It's just your willingness. Yeah. I'm sure that there are. Plenty of stories that people might have that that may have been difficult uh, situations for them to deal with that may, you know, have have struggles through that. But God uses everything.
0: Next time on Family Leadership Podcast, we'll continue our story and talk about how God uses everything, even the places you go. Thanks for listening. Until next time.